Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> A big welcome to our newest patrons, Alan McDonald, Paul, Alex Reaney, and James Curtis. Thank you so much. You guys are helping to keep this podcast alive if you too would like to join these lovely chaps then why not become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver for less than the price of a cup of coffee you'll get access to exclusive episodes ad free content and you'll be helping us in our goal to paying our creatives more money so once again that is patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver today's episode is dissolution written by grant longstaff and narrated by josh curran I remember everything about the day I lost Joel, but what haunts me in the dead hours, hours so early, you feel like the only thing in existence is the rain. We were on the small bay below Duntholm Castle, watching waves of tourists in bright anoraks trudge towards what remained of the ruins above when it started. I yanked up my hood and pulled the toggle, tightening it around my face. Do you think anyone has tried to sue the council? I said. Huh? Under the Trades Descriptions Act. I don't know if you can call that a castle. They say it's haunted. Babe, I smiled. There's nothing to haunt. Joel shook his head and laughed. 
tiny beads of water flicking from his already wet hair. He crouched and raised the camera hung around his neck, angling it towards a fairy stack, a collection of smooth, flat rocks balanced on top one another, and pressed the trigger. He stood up quickly and aimed the lens at my face. Oh, God! I grabbed for the camera, missing by a good six feet or so. I look ridiculous. You look gorgeous. The shutter clicked a handful of times, like chattering teeth. Sorry. Joel squinted through the drizzle. I know, I'm a pain. You are. I guess that's it for another day, Joel said. He slipped off his rucksack and began to disassemble the camera. Really? What about the 6,000 piles of stones you haven't photographed? Joel looked up from his bag, his face wrinkled apologetically. I'm sorry. Don't be, I said, and shot him a playful wink. Give me a minute and we're out of here. The low evening sun broke through the distant clouds on the horizon and washed the scene in shades of bronze. The golden tide besieged Tulm Island, a razor tooth of black rock in the bay. The rhythmic caress of copper waves broke on the gilded shore, the entire world shrouded in a sepia curtain of damp fog. Look! I tapped Joel's shoulder without turning. Oh, wow. Isn't it beautiful? It is. Joel wrapped his arm around my shoulder, and I eased into the crook of his arm, planting a delicate kiss on the blue swallow tattooed onto his neck, before turning back to the ocean. It was the last time I knew happiness. A moment later, the light vanished, and the world emptied of colour, became monochrome once more. Right, Joel said. I think it's time for for us to get out of this rain and get a drink. Yes, thank you, yes. I'll let you treat me. Joel kissed my forehead. Should we try that hotel? A muddy track took us to the hotel, which sat a couple of hundred meters away from the shore. It was an unremarkable building. Fading white walls reached up to a slate roof, where a single chimney smoked. Huge windows lined the ground floor, allowing views of the coast. Above, smaller windows set at regular intervals marked the guest rooms. On the right, Set back from the path was a small garden room, a vacancy sign hung to the left of the door beneath the name. The Duntulm Castle Hotel, Joel said. Looks empty. Nah. He pointed at the window to the left of the door. Light flickered beyond the pane. I hope they have an open fire. This is Sky. Any pub worth their salt should have one. 
I followed Joel through the door and into the gloomy foyer. Weak light from a single chandelier cascaded down the walls lined with royal blue paisley wallpaper. Huge ornate tears forever frozen above mahogany panelling swamped in shadow below. Ahead of us was a reception desk, barren, except for a silver bell in the centre. From a narrow hallway to our left drifted the sound of chatter, cutlery, the tinny hum of music. Sounds like the party's that way. I'll meet you through there. Joel nodded towards a wooden plaque beyond the desk. I need to use the bathroom. I don't want to walk in alone. You'll be fine. Joel turned to leave. Wait. I grabbed his arm, stopping his retreat. Pulling him close, I kissed him deeply sliding a hand down his back and into his back jeans pocket to work his wallet free. Our lips broke apart with a curve of our smiles. You sly dog. Joel kissed the bridge of my nose. What do you want? Cider, please. Okay. I'll see you in there. I kissed his cheek and watched him go. I think of that kiss often. His stubble scratching my lips. The single breath filled with the sweet spice of his aftershave and the crisp outdoors which clung to his skin in my throat. I can't know, but my heart whispers its own truth. Our last kiss. It was the moment I lost him. We became untethered. And now, I am adrift. profound quiet so dense I could feel it crawling on my skin descended the moment I entered the lounge. No one sat at the tables. No one manned the long bar. The place was deserted. Nothing but the low flames in the fireplace moved. I stood motionless in the doorway, wrapped in a bitter shroud of incomprehension. I had heard the voices. We had heard them. Suddenly cold, I brought my hand out in front of me, watched as my brittle fingers began to shake. Anna! Joel's voice carried through the hotel and kick-started my heart, forcing the blood into my numb limbs. I turned to the exit, to the sound of Joel's voice. A shadow swallowed the hallway. Hannah! Joel's voice echoed from the pit of darkness before me. Hannah! The shadow pulsed, beckoned to me. I was choked with terror. Joel? I whispered into the abyss. I felt a single tear roll down my cheek before I was consumed by the deep, starless black. It was almost dark outside when I awoke on the floor of the lounge among the empty chairs and tables. I didn't know how long I had been out cold. Hannah! Joel's voice. Hannah! I stood up expecting some pain to rage through my head, but none came. Where the hell are you? Joel was upstairs. I could hear the stomp of his boots his voice shaking with desperation. 
it hurt my heart to hear him. I walked down the hallway and into the foyer, weightless. A feather swept along in a breeze, following the sound of my name. I found Joel in one of the bedrooms. He was sat on the edge of a bed, staring into his empty palms, looking for some secret hidden in the deep lines etched across them. Moonlight glistened against his damp cheeks. Where are you? Joel said. His voice was hoarse, weakened with fear. I'm here, babe, he said. I'm right here. Joel didn't move, only wept. Joel? His name lacerated my tongue, like I was speaking with a mouthful of glass. I reached out to touch him, stopped. I stood unseen, unheard. I felt suddenly hollow, cavernous, as delicate as tissue paper. Joel and I were only inches apart, and yet infinite worlds separated us. My heart no longer beat. No breath filled my lungs. I was no more. I stood at the window in the lounge, obscene blue light penetrating the darkness outside the hotel. Through the rivulets of rain cascading down the glass, I watched Joel. He was stood by the police car, a thick blanket hung over his shoulders, sobbing into his hands. I only left her for a second, Joel said. I shouldn't have heard him, but somehow I did. The officer stood closest to him, put her hand on his shoulder, offered some notion of determined optimism, whilst her partner pointed the beam of his torch through the window where I remained unnoticed. Earlier, I had charged into the night after Joel, only to see the world outside become vague and shapeless as the black surrounded me, spat me back into the foyer. I ran into that shadow, over and over, hopelessly trying to break the cycle. But I am powerless. All I can do is observe. I looked everywhere. Joel collapsed into the police officer, his voice fracturing as grief took him. Oh, babe, I said, please, please don't cry. My words did not fog the pain. Death is glacial, expansive, and empty. I walked the hotel until I knew every creaking floorboard, every warped door, every blossom of mold. I watched the castle decay, crumble into the sea of the bay. I counted the sunrises, etched tally lines into the dust throughout my tomb, until time itself erased them. Sometimes I wonder if there were stories written about me. The woman who vanished. I am not a mystery. I have always been right here. I remain unchanged. The beads of rain still cling to my coat. The mud on my boots is still wet. I am eternally cold. Joel returns on the same day each year, 
though I cannot be sure what anniversary it marks. I hope it's a day from our life together, filled with gentle memories, and not my death. I watch him walk the dirt track from the bay, slowing as he nears the hotel. He leaves the flowers by the door, always gypsophila. Hundreds of white buds bursting from a wrap of brown paper. In the long dark of death, these fleeting moments are kisses of warm sunlight on my skin. It rained the last time. His collar was turned up against the wind. His hair, silver now and thinner, whipped into his eyes. Hello, Joel said. Hello, handsome. He rubbed his hand over his face, smothering the tears. I was pleased to see his crow's feet had deepened. It meant he still laughed. I'm sorry I never found you. Don't be. They don't think this is good for me. This pilgrimage. They think I'm morbid, stupid. You're both. I'm still photographing rocks. I laughed, though my throat was a burning knot of pain. Joel lifted the camera hung around his neck and raised it to his face. I watched him twist the lens, press the shutter button. He lowered the camera and looked at the tiny screen on the back. He squinted for a moment and looked at me. "See me," I said. "Please see me." He stared indently at the window, chest heaving. "I'm here." Joel shook his head slowly. His shoulders slumped. Hope diminished. All that remained was despair. "I still love you," Joel said. I died again as Joel set the flowers on the damp earth in front of the hotel. I watched the flowers wilt and turn to dust, blow into the ocean on a breeze. I know there will soon come a day when Joel will no longer visit. He is my ghost. I am his. Our lost hearts haunting one another for eternity. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. This solution was written by Grant Longstaff, narrated by Josh Curran, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Chris Zabriskie and Tom Robson. Grant Longstaff is from a small, suitably dismal town in the northeast of England where nothing much happens. He had no choice but to write fiction. He now lives in Glasgow. You can find him on Twitter at, at Grant Longstaff. Once again, welcome to our newest patrons, Alan McDonald, Paul, Alex Rini, and James Curtis. Thank you so much for your support. If you too would like to join these lovely chaps, then why not become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you'll get access to exclusive episodes, ad-free content, and you'll be helping us in our goal to pay our creatives more money. Once again, that is patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Until next time. 
Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.